Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You're now listening to the Fourth and Gold podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to the Fourth and Gold podcast. We are back after another stressful win that the Niners did not need to be a part of. It was uh, too close, too often. Uh, too many mistakes, too many issues, but they pull it out. 36-26. Um, a lot of betters out there are probably pissed off uh, at that final turnover and touchdown. But the Niners are 9-1. Nine and one. Matt, talk to me, brother. I'm right there with you, dude. I'm right there with you, man. It, look, this, this, is, this is the time to crack a beer and enjoy yourself because this is a win. Man, this, this is a good win. This is a good win. Look, it may not look good, but these are the games they have to win. They were down 16 nothing. They come back and win. Someone already tagged me on it because they know what I'm going to say. This is the Shanahan team in the past that would have found a way to lose this football game, and they don't do it. They win. They, they, they manage to put it all together. 9-1, first place in the division. They still have the one-game lead on the Seahawks. Feels good. It, yeah, one game. It's, um, you know, I tweeted very early in the game that it was over. It was getting out of hand. It was 16 nothing. Mm-hmm. It got out of hand. The defense came out flat. The offense came out flat. And everyone in my mentions, people make mistakes. People get mad. People get frustrated. I'm pretty sure you may have not have tweeted it, but you probably thought it. So, whatever. <laughs> Sue me. Uh, but this, I'm Javi. That is Matt. Uh, catch us on Twitter at 4th and Gold Podcast. Um, and uh, follow the podcast on all podcast platforms. Google, Stitcher, um, Spotify, Apple podcast wherever podcasts are found um the Niners pulled out man 36 26 it was closer than it needed to be um you got to give the Arizona Cardinals some credit they did mm-hmm. um stifle the Niners run they were all over the Niners early in the game but they played hard enough to lose it and that's kind of how I I viewed 
the second half of the game. Um, they had a lot of mistakes as far as the line of scrimmage, you know, with penalties on themselves. We were basically walking them down the field on, you know, offsides and encroachment calls um, mm-hmm. to get the Niners in scoring range. And then, of course, the Niners punch it in. Um, it took a little while for the Niners' offense to get going. That's part of my frustration today. Um, but a win's a win, man. 9-1 and feels great. Um, number one seed in the NFC, first place in the NFC West, still keeping a game lead over the Seahawks, and hopefully the Rams lose tonight. That would basically end their season. Yeah, the Rams have a chance to play themselves completely out of the picture right now. Look, the Niners, they, they did enough to win. They did enough to win. Like you said, they couldn't get their offense going right out the gate. Uh, defense looked tired in the second half, man. When, when, when the Cardinals went up 16 nothing. You could see on their faces, they were doing close-ups, and they they had one in particular of Nick Bosa, and it was right before the second Cardinals touchdown um, where they showed him, and he just looked exhausted. And it's because the offense was coming out, going three and out, turning the ball over quick. Not turning the ball over, but just you know having a punt and, and not sustaining the clock. Because this is the first time I think all year the 49ers have lost the time of possession battle. I think so, yeah. So yeah, Arizona, Arizona had the ball for 31 minutes and change. Which is, like I said, 31-23 was what the Cardinals had the ball for. So for the first time all year, the defense had been on the field for more than the offense was. Yeah. And I think we saw a little bit of that tonight, or today. Um, but yeah, they did They did enough to win. But let's let's go ahead and jump into our usual segments here. So yeah. let's start with so, the bad. Real, real quick, something that, um, something that me and you talked about before, uh, before halftime was the Niners, they did get the ball last in the, at the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, they get, you know, they they score a field goal there, and they go into halftime. They come back out, they score a touchdown. The defense was getting gas, like you just said, and that was big. The Niners had a, a eleven pay, eleven play drive for four minutes and forty six seconds. They get a fifteen minute break for the halftime period, and then the Niners come back out for another four minute drive. So essentially, the defense was off the field for twenty to twenty five minutes, getting them fresh. So when the Niners came back out, um, out to you know to uh, play defense, you know it was a quick three and out. And then a seven-play drive, um, nothing only of 22 yards, so nothing major. Um, had the had Jimmy not thrown that interception to Hicks, um, you know, we this game may have been gone out of hand because the defense started balling out. But that was just one point I wanted to make before we got into our segments. But that is a, a big thing about something Kyle Shanahan keeps talking about: how you can double up on teams if you score before the half, and then you come right back out and score. You get back in this game, or you take mm-hmm. the lead, or you can really bury a team. By doing that, the Niners have been doing that all season, and they did it again today. Uh, granted, it was only a one-point lead, but a lead that um, you know that those those two those three scores within I want to say maybe 20 minutes of each other that really really helped the uh, the defense. Yeah, that completely flipped momentum of the game. I mm-hmm. mean, before that, it, it just felt like it was all Arizona, all Arizona, all Arizona. They score twice before half, and then they come right back out and they drive right back down the field. I mean, that, that was incredible. Um, I know you were texting me about that during the game because me and you text throughout the entire game, and both of us thought it was over. So it wasn't just Javi that thought the game was <laughs> over, y'all. I sent out a tweet to saying they lost this game on Monday night. Look, we were all in negative town, right? We were all there. So it, it, it's all right. They pulled it out. It's good. Um, but jumping into the bad. Yeah. I'm going to start with the run game. Yep. The run game suffers without George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Suffers without George Kittle. Look, Ross Dwelly, who we will talk about later, cannot block for shit. Yeah. He can't do it. He can't do it. The longest run today was Jimmy Garoppolo at seven yards. Think about that. When's the last time you saw a Kyle Shanahan offense where the longest run was a seven-yarder? 
look, Arizona has sold out twice this year to stop the run. It's what they've done. They've said, Jimmy beat us. And Jimmy goes, okay, cool, I'll do it. And Jimmy beats them. Yeah. But they have sold out to stop the run, and they are giving teams, I don't want to say a blueprint to beat the 49ers because they haven't beat them yet, but they're, they're showing that you can stop the run. And, and knowing Kyle Shanahan, he's not going to go away from it. You know, he's not going to be that guy that that kind of packs it in and says, oh, well, I guess we're just going to pass every down. Look, they only ran 19 times, but they kept using it. They kept using the play action. The play action was effective down the stretch because the threat of the run was there. So the threat of the run was good, yeah. but the actual running game itself was, was bad. 19 yeah. carries, 34 yards, average 1.8 yards per carry, and if you take away that Jimmy run, goodness gracious, it's 18 for 27. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was pretty brutal today with the run game, but um, like you said, teams are going to force Jimmy to throw the ball, and he, he can do it, and then he'll make a mistake. Um, you know, granted he didn't make any the first time they played the Cardinals, but you know things happen. You know, Jimmy's good for one bonehead throw a game, and he made mm-hmm. one bonehead throw that could have cost him the game. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I'm with you on that. On the bad was the run game. So the the other bad is uh, is the pick that the interception. To um, to Hicks, I don't know what Jimmy saw. Uh, yes, Emmanuel Sanders was where he needed to be. He was open if Jimmy puts a little bit more zip on it or looks off Hicks just a little bit to give him some more time. He may complete that pass, and we're not even discussing you know, that pick. But it, it is what it is. Jimmy has got to clean these up. The other interception um, we'll talk about later, but that one was just blatantly bad. Jimmy's no, Jimmy's been doing this all season long with these dumbass picks, and it's you know it's getting frustrating. So that puts him at ten interceptions on the season. That's you know that's that's too many. Um, it's uh, it's it's be, it's an issue, and hopefully he cleans it up and stops th- making these bonehead throws. Yeah, that one to Hicks, and you said you're not sure what he saw. I think it's what he didn't see, and, and he gets a little bit of tunnel vision, right? Like he's he just locks into his guy, and I honestly think that in his mind, Jordan Hicks wasn't there because when he gets locked into a guy, you just see him do that. And like you said, he's good for one of those throws a game. And he is. And I think that's what we all just know what Jimmy Garoppolo is at this point. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's a good. A lot of people think I'm a Jimmy hater. I'm not a Jimmy hater. Yeah. I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy. And he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's elite. I think he does enough to win football games. And, I, and when a team needs him to step up and win, he can do it. And I think we've seen that this week. And we saw, I mean, even last week, they, met, they make that field goal. It's a different conversation, guys. Um, and we saw it in the first Arizona game as well. But I also know that he is good for one just miserable throw a game, at least one, at least one miserable throw a game. And the Jordan Hicks was that one miserable throw. Yeah, it was a miserable throw. That was a terrible throw. Um, it, he's got to stop that, man. It's just, um, you know, that, if that's one thing to critique with Jimmy, it's that, and then the deep ball underthrows. You know, those things are the mm-hmm. biggest issues I see with Jimmy's game. And uh, he's got to stop with, with, with these bonehead throws, man. It's going to cost you a game. It's going to cost you big time. You know, it's almost cost him a couple times. But the defense has saved his ass. And then, you know, he's come right back and redeemed himself. So he gets he gets some credit for fixing the problem. But to, to be in the problem in the first place is the issue. And that's um, 
that's just my my biggest concern with Jimmy and these these dumbass interceptions. You know, he, you know, I hear a lot of comparisons with Jimmy to Tony Romo. You know, he 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 looks like Joe, Tony. He plays like Tony. He's gonna have gunslinger mentality. That's good and dandy, but you got to clean up some of these 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 bonehead throws, man. Kyle Kyle's designed an offense with a lot of layup throws. You know, you don't have to force everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I don't, I wouldn't say that was a forced pass. It was just a bad. Bad look by Jimmy to, to even make that throw there and, and not see Hicks just sitting there. Yeah, um, he couldn't get he couldn't get off is. his first read. He couldn't get yeah. off his first read is what it was. And and you're right, Sanders was open for a heartbeat. But man, that 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 window went quick. But other than that, I don't think there was anything that was super bad yeah. about the 49ers today. Oh, you know, we actually there is one more thing we haven't touched on it yet, and that is the penalties. Because holy shit, there were a lot of them. There was 10 penalties for 127 yards. Richard Sherman had three defensive pass interference calls that cost the 49ers dearly in the first half. Um, Weston Richburg had a pair of holding penalties that were questionable? Yeah, very questionable. Questionable, if, if, if uh, I'm being quite honest on this one. Um, but just in general, I mean, you can't have that many penalties. They had the Emmanuel Sanders had a catch down on the three that was wiped out because Devo Samuel had an illegal shift. Um, there's some false start penalties and look, the Cardinals weren't perfect either. They had 10 for 104. So there's plenty of penalties to go around. I thought there were some BS penalties called on both teams today. I don't think the referees did a great job. Um, but yeah, they have to clean up penalties. You can't have 10. You can't be giving up 127 yards Yeah. in football. You can't, yeah. you can't do that and expect to win. They somehow managed today, but you can't do that moving forward. Yeah, I mean that's two weeks though. You know, with between the drops last week of 108 yards, that that was the collective eight nine drops for 108 yards that was left on the field, and then you you have ten penalties for 127. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. Better teams can overcome those things and uh, you know beat the Niners, and that's you know you got big games coming up. This is this is the stretch we talked about um, in the off season. You got the Green Bay Packers, you got the Saints, and you got the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to the Ravens, but they're shitting on everybody they've played the last couple weeks, um, and they did it again. Um, the, they beat the hell out of the Texans today. They it was even, it was not even close, forty one um, to seven. They beat yeah. the hell out of them. And then you know you got the Saints, who um, you know they have their own issues, but there's it, it's still the Saints in New Orleans. That's a big game. Um, they beat Tampa Bay. It was it wasn't. I I I watched part of it. I don't. It, the Saints are, I don't know, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not buying the hype on the Saints, but it is still in New Orleans, and that's a really, really tough place to play. Um, the penalties got to get cleaned up, the drops need to get cleaned up. And then the Packers, um, they're on the bye week this week, I think, right? Yep, they are yeah. on a bye this week. Yeah, they are on a bye week this week. But, you know, they have Aaron Rodgers, and granted the Niners are home, it's a Sunday night football game, um, you know, it's a game that they can win, but the Niners are banged up, you got to... You got to clean up these these mistakes and these drops, and mm-hmm. you know the penalties are a big deal. And you got three playoff Super Bowl uh, contenders um, coming coming up. You know, one at home and then two on the road, back to back on the road, mind you. So um, Niners just got to clean some shit up, get healthy. Hopefully, we see George Kittle back, and that can change the way the offense looks. And then, of course, yep. Debo. If his show, he, never mind with Debo. Debo came back in, played like played like a baller. But Emmanuel Sanders is a little banged up. You saw it every time he got tackled. He had a hard time getting up and hard time running, so hopefully he gets healed up and can get some rest. Um, you know, with on a regular week instead of coming off a Monday night on a shorter week, he has a full week of rest and, and uh, can get back to being almost a hundred percent. 
Yeah, yeah. No, they got to clean that stuff up. They really do. And like you said, these are Super Bowl contending teams that are either coming to town or they got to go visit. And look, the 49ers are being smart. Again, they're staying, I believe, in Florida this time. They're staying on the East Coast. They're not traveling back West. They're trying to keep everybody focused and ready to rock and roll, just like they did between weeks one and two with Tampa and Cincinnati. So hopefully that goes very well. Um, I still open the invitation to any 49ers that want to come stay at my house. <laughs> if you guys want to come stay at my house after the Baltimore game, I you know, I can I can bring you back home from the stadium. It'd be fine. Just come stay at the house, guys. But anyway, um, moving on. The not-so-good. A little bit more here in the not-so-good than than in, 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 in the bad. I'm going to start with the pass rush because the Cardinals' O-line is known for not being super great. Yeah. And uh, they held... They held the 49ers pass rush in check for the most part. Now, there's a couple times they got they got beat. You know, there's a couple times that it, that did happen. You're also looking at, you know, it, Kyler Murray is a good football player. Yes, he is. I'm really upset that the 49ers have to play him <laughs> twice a year for the next 10 damn years. Yeah. Because he's a good football player. He, he knows when to throw the ball away. He knows how to escape pressure. Um, so you can't expect the, the teams just kind of line up and sack him like they did. You know, Andy Dalton in week two, where they're just going to repeatedly sack the guy. Um, but I believe they only, I, I think they ended up with four sacks, all, all told. But I don't know. It just, it just didn't seem like that same vaunted pass rush. Now, granted, D Ford went out early, and I believe he was in the second quarter. He was out yeah. um, with, with a hamstring issue. And then you're having to see, we saw Solomon Thomas taking snaps at end. And oh, I'm getting a little PTSD just thinking about that. Um, not what you want to see. You definitely don't want to see Solomon Thomas taking defensive end snaps. Um, but yeah, this is the pass rush for me. Not so good. Wasn't terrible. Yeah. Wasn't great. It was just not so good today. Yeah, it's, with your with the with the pass rush, um, it it just it, it, it was there, but it wasn't getting home. Kyler Murray can move, but there was a lot of times they weren't calling. They weren't calling the clear holds on Armstead. Clear holds on Buckner, mm-hmm. the clear holds on Bosa. So that's that's part of it. Um, I think had they done that, it would have been a really, really bad game for the Cardinals calling all those holds. But sometimes these refs want to swallow the whistle. And you're right, four sacks. Uh, Jimmy Ward, Buckner, Ford, and Armstead had the biggest sack of the game. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's consistent with what they've been doing all season. Three sacks is what they're averaging. They get four today. Um, and they came – the sacks that they did get came up when they needed them. So that's important. Um you know, and the not so good for me was the the second interception. That's a little bit both on Jimmy Garoppolo and and then uh, Ross Dwelly. It's just I don't know how many times this season we have to say a tip pass off a wide receiver has been intercepted. I I, I would by my count I think it's four or five. So that would drastically mm-hmm. cut down um, some of these interceptions that Jimmy has thrown. Um, but that's also on Jimmy for throwing it behind his wide receiver who is breaking inside. Um, you got to put that in front of him. Or put it in a place where it's one not going to get picked, and two give your wide receiver or your receiver a chance to catch that bat that pass. So the second pick was just not so good. It didn't cost them the game, but at that point it felt like the game was over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with that interception because it's you know that late in the game. You know, can the Niners stop what they've been you know struggling all game to stop these delays, these screens from the Cardinals, and uh, they came up big when they needed it, but. Again, the interceptions need to get cleaned up. These turnovers need to get cleaned up. You're taking the ball away at a really good rate this year. It's 21 turnovers for the Niners uh, on defense, and you're giving it back. I don't know what the plus-minus differential is right now. 
I can look it up, but I don't think it's very. I think it was, it was plus five going into the day, so it's technically still plus five because of the last play. Yeah, it's a fumble. They got to. It's got to be higher. You're, you're taking the ball away so well, and then you're giving it back on dumb turnovers. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah. you know that's on Jimmy. You know the fumbles with you know Wilson and the fumbles with. Debo, you know, those are just guys fighting for extra yards, but sometimes it's better just to fall down, let's play another down. Um, so, but that's that's the not so good for me was that second pick. Yeah, the second pick, and, and look, Jimmy panicked, mm-hmm. right? The, the the Cardinals sent pressure, and Jimmy panicked. Now, now, luckily, and we'll get into this, Jimmy learned from that play. He learned from that play before the end of the game. Um, but he panicked, you know, they, they sent a lot of pressure, and he kind of just... He mashed the A button, throwing it to throwing it to the tight end, man. And it was it was behind Dwelly. And I put that interception way more on Jimmy than on Dwelly. You can talk about they tipped in the air, whatever it is. The ball was behind him. He's an in-cutting guy. He's your backup tight end. You're not expecting this guy to be George Kittle, right? Yeah. So you you, you can't you can't put a whole lot of I don't want to say a whole lot of faith in Dwelly, but you can't put the same amount of faith you put into George Kittle. George Kittle maybe makes that play. He maybe contorts his body and makes that catch and bounces off a tackler and scores a touchdown because he's George goddamn Kittle. Yeah. But I don't expect Ross Belly to make the same play. It's, it, you know, and we have to give Jimmy some shit for this. And, and that's, um, that's where I, that's where I, that's, it's, it's, ah, uh, it's so frustrating. You know, late in the game, mm-hmm. pacing back and forth. You've been, you know, you spent three hours watching it. All day waiting for this game, and then you know it's you, you're right there. You're about to score. You can take this game over, and boom, there's a dumb pick, and then boom, another dumb pick. It's just it's Jimmy's got to clean up his mechanics. Jimmy's got to clean up these throws, these these decision making that he has. Um, granted, he's he's still very young. What is he? Seventeen and three now. His twentieth start. Um, mm-hmm. So we can't kill him on that because he's a winner. He keeps winning, but. You got to look at some things. And be like, all right, wait a second. There's some there's some flaws in this man's game. And maybe that's maybe that's lack of receivers. Maybe that's just lack of experience. But in all in all, Jimmy Jimmy redeemed himself clearly. You know, obviously the Niners won this game, but that's just you know that's the things we have to nitpick at this point with Jimmy Garoppolo. We'd want we do we don't we don't expect him to be perfect, but we do expect him to be a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I'm gonna roll into another not so good with that, and that's the offensive line has not been not been great the last couple weeks. Um, I think when they start off eight and zero, and let's even condense it down to seven and zero, the offensive line was playing really, really well. And I think these last three games, the offensive line has kind of been outmatched a little bit. Uh, Chandler Jones, Terrell Suggs have been, have given have given the tackles uh, some issues from the Cardinals, and then we saw what Jadavion Clowney did to did to Joe Staley on on Monday Night Football. Um, McGlinchey did bounce back. He played better this game. So it, it seems like he had the rust beat off of him on yeah. Monday. So he did look better today, but still overall the offensive line, not great. Not terrible, but not great. Still not good enough to get the run game going, but good enough to give Jimmy adequate amount of time? Adequate amount of time, right? Not, yeah. not a ton of time. There's a couple times he had plenty of time, and you know just coverage was really good. Um, but yeah, no, the offensive line, not so good for me today as well. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, the old line's got to get better. And then, you know, the last part of the not-so-good, I think we – I don't know if we talked about it enough last time or we even really mentioned it. What the hell is going on with Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis? I mm. think they have I think they both collectively had five snaps this game. 
Um, and uh, Marquise was thrown to twice, one drop, one completion. I think it was for one yard or two yards, whatever it was. Dante didn't even get the ball thrown his way. He took a late snap in the game. Um, those two are in the doghouse. I don't know what the hell happened or what's going on. Um, but if this team's going to win, they do need some contributions from from Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis. Marquise was fine two years ago. He had some big games last year against Green Bay. You know, he's caught some really big passes for this team. Dante, you know, he's caught a game-winning touchdown for, against the Steelers. He's made a big catch in, in, the, um, the, in the other Arizona game and just has fallen off the face of the earth. Um, I don't know what the deal is. And if Emmanuel Sanders is banged up, you know, you can, yeah, we, you still have Debo and then Kittle should be back, but you still need another second, third, fourth option when you start going against these better teams. Um, they're not so good, man. Marquise and Dante, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Hopefully they can, you know, redeem themselves, get back in the good graces of Kyle, but um, that is something that I would imagine the Niners are going to look at in this offseason to upgrade the position, whether it means go pay for a wide receiver or. Um, you know, spend that first round pick on a, a wide receiver in this draft, which is loaded apparently. So, um, yeah, those two guys. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. If I had a guess, I don't think Marquise Goodwin is going to be on this team next year. Um, nope. Dante Pettis, I think, will be on the team next year, just because you're not going to give up on a guy's second year um, who has shown flashes of some excellent play. Um, hopefully, he gets out of whatever rut it is and 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 fixes things down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you pointed out to me earlier this week. Uh, Mayoko had Matt Mayoko, the closest thing that that the 49ers have to Jesus when it comes to covering the team. Matt yeah. Mayoko, he came out and he posted a video on his Instagram story, and it was just wide receiver drills. And we talked about this a little on Thursday um, when we were previewing the game, but mm-hmm. he felt the need to post that. And that says a lot to me because Mayoko is not one of these guys that has an axe to grind. He's not one of these guys that plays favorites or or picks on a guy or just decides that he's not going to like somebody. No, Matt Mayoko, very level-headed, very even-keeled. He felt a desire to post that video yeah. uh, of, of Pettis looking a little lackadaisical with his footwork and then dropping the pass. I think that says something. I think that's what we're see. I think that's what the 49ers are seeing a lot in practice. Yeah. From him. Now, obviously, I'm not there, right? So I'm not there. You're not there. We weren't at OTAs, so we're not seeing any of this stuff. We're not seeing any of this stuff. But when when someone like Matt Mayoko posts that video, it says a lot to me. Yeah. Look, I think, I think Dante Pettis is firmly in a doghouse. I think he needs to find a fire underneath him. I hope he does. I want him to be good. I do. I want him to be good. But as it stands right now, I don't want him taking snaps away from other players. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't. I'm the same with Marquise Goodwin. He seems to have grown alligator arms the last couple weeks. He doesn't want to extend for the ball. I think he's done with football. I've been saying this since, like, what? Once, pretty much since we started this back in April. I've been saying that I think he's done with football. I think he's he's his true love is track and field. 
Yeah. And I think he's focused on the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, and he is just he's just here. But it, they both need to either step it up or they need to get out of the way because there's a guy, and I know there's a lot of people going to be shocked about what I'm about to say. <laughs> say it. Richie James deserves some more damn snaps. That's it. It's all like, like, hey, look, like the meme. He, he, Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so I'm saying that. As, as much as I have been one of Richie James' biggest detractors all year. Hater. I'm saying he needs more snaps right now because there's no damn way he does worse than what we're seeing from the wide, wide receiver position. That's it. That's yeah. It's it. I've been saying it for a while. Uh, you know, even you know our guy Crocker has been saying it. I've been saying it. There's 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 something with Richie James. His tape at college lines up with what exactly like what Kyle Shanahan likes in a wide receiver. He can get open. He can separate. And when he's in the open field, it's very hard to get him down. You saw it in that screen pass. He makes a few moves. Mm-hmm. He had some really good returns today too. Um, I know we've been dogging him on his returns. He had some really good returns mm-hmm. today. Um, mm-hmm. Richie's come to play, and I think he sees an opening with more opportunities um, in this offense, and the Niners need to take advantage of his skill set and l- let him play, whether it's in the slot, the Z, or the X, wherever it is, let him play. Put him on the field. He can make some of the better cornerbacks miss him in space and even you know at the line of scrimmage get some separation, and you know Jimmy can put it on him and go. He's a smaller target, so it's got to be a little bit tighter throw from Jimmy, but he deserves the opportunities on the field and in this offense. I don't care how it comes. Put him on the fucking field, Kyle. Like, that's it. No more. I want to see Debo. I want to see Emmanuel Sanders. I want to see Richie James. And I want to see Kendrick Bourne sparingly in this offense. Like, that's that's your five or that four, excuse me, whatever the, whatever the number was. And then when Jalen, if Jalen Hurd gets back, that is going to be a plus. You, you got to have some other targets because Marquise and Dante are not doing it. And you have, like Kyle keeps saying, we have the guys in the building. That's one of them. Put them on the field. Yeah, and I'm not for <laughs> taking away reps from these guys for for someone like Dante Pettis. There's a lot of folks out there saying like, oh, well, he can't get any better if he doesn't get reps. Well, again, it all goes back to the Mayoka video. If he's not putting in the effort in practice, don't give him the goddamn reps. He doesn't earn, he doesn't earn them. He doesn't earn them. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But that's it for the not so good. Let's roll into the good stuff from tonight. Because yeah. there was some good. Yeah. There was some good. There's I know. There's plenty it, of good. Plenty of good. Plenty of good. Plenty of good. Uh, I'm going to start it with Jimmy Garoppolo. When he's not making boneheaded throws, <laughs> was very good this game. Yep. He was very good. And there's one play in particular that stood out to me. And it's the play where they really got in his face and they rushed him and they were about to sack him and he had the mental capacity to get the ball out and not be intentional grounding. He threw the ball away to Kendrick Bourne. So instead of it went from second, it was second and seven, I believe, when he when he when this play happened. Yeah, it went from second and seven to third and seven instead of third and fifteen. And that's just a really smart play from Garoppolo. And look, Buda Baker came in, he punched that ball right. He punched the ball. We saw it against Seattle. It, it, he was he's having issues with the fumbles, all sorts of stuff. Look, Garoppolo played pretty well today he set career highs for completions he set career high for attempts yards he tied his career high for touchdowns Jimmy Garoppolo played a good football game 
Yeah. He played a good football game. You take out those two boneheaded throws, very good football game. Yes. Jimmy, it's, um, you know, they, they said big dick Nick, big dick Jimmy, man. He stays in the pocket. He's getting pressured. <laughs> he makes some bonehead throws, but he's going to, you know, you got to take, I guess, you know, on the earlier stuff that I was saying, but you got you to take the good with the bad with Jimmy because um, he is so young as, as far as um, in game reps. And for him to stand in there on third downs, taking hits, for him to deliver strikes when he needs to deliver those strikes, but then he's going to make a mistake here or there. But the good, I mean, 424 yards, he's what? There's a, a crazy stat floating around there about how him and Joe Montana are the only two quarterbacks to do that um you know that's good company i'm not saying he's joe montana by no means um but you know 34 45 like you said 424 four touchdowns two picks that puts him at what 20 touchdowns on the season and and uh or 18 touchdowns on the season and and 10 interceptions and one rushing Mm -hmm. one rushing attempt so he's you know he's contributing 19 touchdowns to this team you know he's had that effect on this team and um jimmy jimmy played well under pressure after the turnovers, he redeemed himself. So that's that's great. Um, my good, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. The juice. Yeah. Juice is loose. Um, Kyle Juszczyk, seven receptions, 63 yards. Um, I thought he was going to get in there for one touchdown uh, late in the game. Didn't get it. But um, Juice came back, and he was a big factor in this game. You know, when you're not getting contributions from other wide receivers – Granted, Emmanuel Sanders is injured and the run game isn't going. These short passes become your run game. And those passes, those little short dump-off screens um, to to Kyle and to even um, Tevin Coleman in in spots, um, that's basically a run game at that point. So you can kind of count it that way. Um, But Kyle Juszczyk was vital, 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 vital in this game um, from his run blocking or his pass protection and then, of course, um, his reception. So 7 of 63. That's why you pay him what you pay him. The offensive weapon, he's, he can do pretty much anything and everything. And um, Kyle Juszczyk is on my good list. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, look, that Seattle game, first game that, that Shanahan got a lot of his a lot of his toys back with, with, with Staley, McGlinchey, Juice, and that was kind of a, a knock-the-rust-off game. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Juice, you said the Juice was loose this game, man, and he looked really good, career-high seven catches. That's just... He, he did everything he needed to do. He drew a really terrible pass interference flag. Um, they kept the offense moving. It was definitely not pass interference, um, but he he sold it. Let's give him the Oscar. Let's move on from that. <laughs> um, good for me. Some replacement guys. Yeah. Some replacement guys. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries along across the whole team right now, yeah. right? Um, I, I'll let you handle Ross Dwelly. Who who stepped in magnificently for for George Kittle and when it comes to receiving at least yeah um but but there's there's a guy that was brought back this week Demontre Moore preseason All Star everybody was upset he was cut I now kind of get it <laughs> look he played really well yeah he did he played really well he stepped in for Ronald Blair um, Julian Taylor stepped up and played really well for DJ Jones uh, you know you're talking got Matt Braden not playing this week uh, Jeff Wilson incredible catch incredible catch for the touchdown at the end of the game the game winning touchdown pass high behind his head he he makes the catch and just finds his way to the end zone love it absolutely love it big fan of that big fan of that play by jeff wilson but also something i want to talk about ronnie blair goes on to the ir this week right yeah the entire d-line 
took his celebration and did it. The little <laughs> box kick. I love, dude. This team has something to them, man. This team is tight. They're very tight knit. They took the Ronald Blair, the Super Blair celebration, and they ran it every time they got a sack. They did the little box and then they kicked right through it. <laughs> and I, I loved. I actually really loved seeing that. That's something that that I wasn't expecting to see. But Demontre Moore, Julian Taylor, Jeff Wilson stepping up for their injured teammates and playing at a high level. Even if Jeff Wilson maybe had one snap, <laughs> it was the most important snap of his career. Yeah, it's um, the team's, it's a United team, you know, and, you know, that goes back to um, my tweet. You know, I shouldn't have said the game was over. Um, this team is, there's something to this team, the resilience. There's a dog in them. There's a fight, and they, they just keep fighting. They don't stop. You know, the whole all gas, no brakes thing, um, I hope they don't ever use it at the stadium as a chant, but um, it is, it, it's a true thing with this team. It's just, it's go, 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 go on, you know, live, you know, just a short memory, get to the next play, keep going. Um, but you mentioned him. My other good was Ross Dwelly. Um, granted, he's not the um, blocker that Kittle is, but he has some good hands. He's made some big catches. Two touchdown day for Ross uh, Dwelly. It wasn't Selleck time today, but it was Ross Dwelly time. I don't know if there's a nickname or something for him. Um, but two big touchdowns to get this team back into the game. Um, and, and well, one, to get the game, get the team back into the game. And then two, the second one was to take the lead. So mm-hmm. um, Ross Dwelly gets, you know, he, he had a very good game in the re- in, on the receiving side, except for that tip pass that, you know, went up in the air off his hand. Um, but he was... You know, he ran his routes really well. I thought his route running was really good. He was open quite a bit. Jimmy, you know, just he's going other way, other places with some of these passes. But uh, Ross did his thing today. Two touchdowns. The big one was the one to take the lead and, um, you know, to come out at, at a halftime and do that was a big deal. And um, they, they took one back off him. I don't know any more touchdowns need to come back uh, on tight ends, but oh it God. is what it is. That That's five on the season. Four from Kittle, one from Ross Dwelly. Ross Dwelly, after the game, he said, now I know what, how George feels. Um, so, uh, <laughs> it's, um, Grant Cohen had a really good tweet and I usually don't ever say this, but he said, George Kittle's on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, I think he had that, uh, tweet in his drafts for, since the off season, but, um, since OTA, so yeah, we're not. Yeah. And Ross, Ross did his thing, man. <laughs> um, he could be better, much better in the run game. It's just, uh, sometimes you just can't, you know, the whole next man, next man up, um, mantra. It's not really next man up there's a reason some people are backups and some people are the second or third string guy you know they're not as good as the others so they just have to step up a little bit hot a little bit more and i would hope down the stretch ross gets better in in the run game to help you know get some get this run game going again you know for those of us who have brita and coleman and mostert on fantasy teams you know you need them points and you're not getting them right now um but i think i think teams are going to start respecting jimmy garoppolo in the past game a little bit more, get these eight-man boxes out of there, and then you have to, you know, just deal with what's whatever's coming at you from this Niners offense. I'm glad you brought up fantasy teams because I'm gonna pat myself on the back real fast. I started Ross Billy today. Did you? I did. I had George Kittle in one league, and I was like, you know what, f it, let's go, Ross Dwelly. Let's throw him in there, see how he does. So, and I'm gonna win that week. I'm gonna win in that league. <laughs> so, so Ross Dwelly, thank you very much for the for the fantasy touchdowns. I appreciate it. That was fantastic. I look super smart. But moving on from him, uh, another good for me. Um, just Debo Samuel, man. Debo Debo's starting to come. In, he's starting to come into his own. That catch he had, and this is my favorite thing that the, that the NFL has done all year. 
that catch where he jumped over, he he mossed, he mossed the the DB. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kyle Peterson, not Patrick. I think it was Kyle Peterson. Yeah, it was, it he was mossed him. He he the ball popped up in the air. He somehow managed to come down with it. I don't know if he got both his feet in. I don't care. They threw the flag for defensive interference, and they just gave him the catch anyway. If you're gonna throw the flag, give the man the catch. Let him get his stats. Let him do his thing. So Debo Samuel. Very good for me. That's uh, that's that's all I got, Debo, for right now. <laughs> yeah, Debo. Um, so just to add on that, Debo last two games, sixteen receptions, two hundred and forty-six yards. This is what the Niners have been missing. This is what they need. When you have guys like Emmanuel Sanders going down, you need your young, high-drafted players to excel. And he, uh, Debo stepped up when they needed him. He started getting busy, man. He was feeling it. I thought he was going to take one to the house, but um, Debo, he did Debo things. Um, and the last good uh, is Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead has eight sacks mm. on the season, and he had one of the biggest sacks in the game, um, that late third down, late late in the fourth quarter uh, sack. It was, uh, it was key. You have, you know, you have, you have to get it back. And, you know, Eric Armstead, you know, he, he gets sacked for um, – he sacks Kyle Murray for 11 yards after Bosa creates the pressure, sucks him right into um, Eric Armstead's hands, and then you force a punt. And the Niners get the ball back, which ends up turning out to be the game-winning drive. Um, and, you know, that's that's what Kyle, John Lynch has been preaching since he got there. We need closers. We need closers. We need closers. So that sack is attributed to Bosa and Armstead. You know, Bosa may not be getting his sacks in the last couple of games – but he's getting them for other players. Bosa brought it up a couple weeks ago about how Buckner was getting the sacks for him, and now it's repaying. He's doing it for those guys. You know, he's getting the pressure on the outside, forcing quarterbacks to step up. Now you got to deal with Buckner and Armstead, and Armstead had the biggest sack of the game late, get the ball back to the Niners, and, uh, you know, ends up being the game-winning uh, drive right after that sack. Yeah, so that's your play of the game, right? Yeah, we can go right into it, and that's, that's my play yeah. of the game. That's the, you know... That's the game that, you know, allowed me to uh, breathe a little bit better. I figured, you know, the Niners get the ball back. They're going to score. I said it. They're going to score. They're going to win. Jimmy's going to pull this out, and he did. And uh, Eric Armstead, you know, coming up big right there is key. You know, he has eight sacks in the season. I think he's only had eight sacks for his career um, total. I think that's his career total. Maybe it's nine. Um, But he's already matching almost his career totals now. So Eric Armstead is my play of the game. Um, it was just, it was just a huge play. It's just, it's great to have guys that can just pick up the slack for others and just step up in big spots and do his thing. So, yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was a huge play. That was a huge play that came in the fourth quarter. My huge play comes in the second quarter, my play of the game. And it's, it's the screen pass to, to Richie James, because up until that point, the 49ers were not moving the ball at all, Mm -hmm. minus a pass interference penalty called against a corner that was covering Emmanuel Sanders. They were not moving the ball at all. They It was peak Shanahan, right? He gets the whole defense moving right. He throws it back left, and Richie James has two, three offensive linemen in front of him, and he goes for 57 yards. And I felt like that just completely changed the game. Without that play, if the 49ers go three and out there, it's donezo. The game is over. There's no chance they have a, they're coming back. But – they call that screen pass. They get Richard James involved. He gets the ball in his hands. He makes some magic happen. Boom. That's my play of the game. It really 
it really turned things around for him. Yeah, Richie James. Man. It really it's turned just, things around for him. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad some people are coming around on him. You, others, you know, out there that are like, oh, you know, he's, you know, got, he's not getting snaps for a reason. You know, you, some of these guys just take a little bit longer to develop, and Richie was a seventh-round pick for a reason. I'm not expecting him to, to get, you know, a 1,000-yard seasons, but I'm expecting him to be somewhat of a, a burst-type player, a gadget-type player, The you know, the Taylor Gabriel um, of this offense that was, you know, that we saw from Kyle Shanahan in, in Atlanta. That's the type of player I, I envisioned for him, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully that he gets some more opportunities going forward. But that, that was a humongous play. They needed that. It was a big spark. And it wasn't there uh, – Roughing the passer right after that. So it was another 15 yards on that play. So yep. that was a humongous play. Awesome play. Yeah. Who's your, who's your player of the game? So player of the game is Jimmy. Um, I'm going to shoot him some bail here. Outside of those two picks, I thought Jimmy played outstanding football. Um, yes, he had a couple passes that were high. Yes, he threw some underthrows. But these are things, again, he's only had 20 starts. Um, he's going to get better. I, I don't. I never really expected him to be you know, a Patrick Mahomes type player. I never expect him to be um, this elite quarterback. I, I always thought of him as an average to above average quarterback, and that's what he's showing. But he also shows big balls in big spots, and he's done so all season. Um, you know, we can talk about last week where, um, you know, he got the team in scoring position twice, once to tie the game and once to win it. And then this week he gets the ball back after a dumb pick, and, you know, they score a touchdown. They they win the game on a touchdown. They didn't put in the kicker's foot or hands, however you want to talk about it. But Jimmy, you know, 34-45 for 4-24, four touchdowns, two picks. Um, Jimmy made some plays with his feet, moved the pocket, made some really good passes, um, had most of his reads that were right. You know, I, he, I thought he missed a couple guys early in the game. Um, but this is Jimmy, man. This is stuff we got to deal with, and it's going to, you know, give us heart attacks and make me pull the rest of my hair out. Um, at times, but Jimmy Garoppolo is my player of the game. I thought he had an outstanding game. Hopefully this run game gets going to take some pressure off him, but I think he's proven enough so the league can be like, all right, listen, this kid can, he can throw. You know, I don't know how many more times the league needs to be, sound stupid, you know, when it comes to quarterbacks around the league, how they, they say certain things and then they get exposed with their, their stupidity. Um, point being, you know, Lamar Jackson right now, who's probably the MVP of the league. Everyone said he couldn't throw and he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that. Now, you know, you hear during the week, guys like Stephen A, you know, that Jimmy Garoppolo is the weak link for this team. You hear guys are saying, you know, Jimmy's this, Jimmy's that. It, it's Your hot takes are stupid. Stop having hot takes. Like, just watch the game film, watch it, and break it down objectively instead of being fucking stupid. So, um, I thought Jimmy <laughs> I thought Jimmy had a great game. Um, he... I think the offense made it harder than it needed to be, but when you got to throw that many times and he proved that he can do it, you know I'll take this win every time. Nine and one, man, it's not really much to complain about. They're nine and one. Yeah, my player of the game uh, has to go Debo Samuel. Eight catches, 134 yards. Like you said, back to back weeks where he's he's just killing it. And the reason I'm saying Debo Samuel because I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit here. <laughs> I went on 95.7 this morning. And I was talking with uh, Whitey Gleason and Michael Urban, and they asked which receiver is going to step up and, and be that guy for for Kyle Shanahan, for Jimmy Garoppolo. And my answer was, it's about to be the Debo Samuel show. Yeah. And we saw, we saw it today. That catch I talked about, incredible catch. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo loves the 15-yard out, and Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel both run it incredibly. But Debo Samuel, once he gets the ball in his hands – Man, he is a dog. 
He wants extra yards. He fights for them. He runs through tackles. I very much enjoy watching Debo Samuel play. I really do. Me too. And I think if he's, 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 as long as he cleans up the stupid drops, he's going to be fine moving forward. But I think without him today, they don't win this football game. No, not if at they, all. If they had, to, if they had to depend on Dante Pettis or or Marquis Goodwin or even Richie James or Kendrick Bourne or pretty much any other receiver other than Emmanuel Sanders, who who left with an injury, you know, his rib is he had a cracked rib, I guess. Which if he's playing through that, it's incredible. Yeah, it's rib incredible cartilage. play through it's a, a cracked it's a rib, rib cartilage is, issue. That well, still, yeah, rib injuries are the worst because any movement you make makes that hurt. So good on Emmanuel Sanders for pushing through that. But Debo Samuel really stepped up today. I thought he did everything he needed to do to just move this offense forward. Eight catches, 134 yards, didn't find the end zone. That's okay. I thought Debo yeah. Samuel is my player of the game. Yeah, you know, and that's that's big, man. You got three games in a row with a receiver over 100 yards, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo, Debo. And that's, you know, when you can create or you have – three viable options whenever George Kittle gets back. That, that that creates space in the offense to flow, and you have rhythm. You can create. You have defenses looking at, okay, look, we got Emmanuel over here. We got Debo here. Oh, there's George Kittle right there. It, it you're, you're forcing teams to play you a little bit more honestly and have to play both the run and the pass as opposed to just trying to sell out for the run and thinking you're going to just stop Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, in this past game, so that's that's key. You know, Debo may have separated himself from the pack of these wide receivers, um, but yeah, Debo's definitely player of the game. The offense showed up when they needed it. Defense stepped up big, and that's that's this team, man. They they just they find ways to win. There's a special team. There's something to them. You know, again, like I said, my, my frustration at the beginning of the game was warranted. You know, with how they 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 showed out or showed up for this game. Sixteen nothing quick to an inferior team is just it's 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 infuriating. It's like, are you are you kidding me? We can't keep losing to these Cardinals. You know, they had beaten mm-hmm. us eight straight, and then finally, you know, you're now you that's a sweep. That's three and one, three and one in the division. I said we need to be four and two to win the division. Two more games against division opponents, um, and you know, hopefully the Bears win tonight and basically put the Rams away. All we gotta do is worry about the Seahawks in the division race, and then you know, right now it's on to Green Bay. That's gonna be another tough game. Um, this I don't know who the schedule makers are, but they're assholes for scheduling Green Bay, <laughs> Green Bay, and, and, and then Saints, and then I didn't ex- I didn't expect the Ravens to be this good, but I thought they'd be pretty good. But you know that was, that's a tough three game stretch, and then the Rams and the Seahawks, or sorry, the Falcons, and the Rams, Seahawks. Um, but that's you know it's nine and one. They started fast. They you know they one and one in the second half of the season. I think you know this team um, will finish in that 12-4 range. I don't I don't think they'll just walk you know i don't think they're gonna have one more loss they may have two and we'll be talking about that later on um but hey man 36 26 whoever bet on this game and took the you know was if you bet bet the points down uh, i feel bad for you <laughs> well see that's the thing is i saw i saw both 10 and 10 and a half depending on when you bet on it yeah so because a lot of people started putting money on the cardinals so they moved it down a little bit so that was a miraculous push for a lot of people. Oh, my God. For a lot of people. Um, so a bunch of people were sitting there with a bunch of money on the 49ers, minus 10, and then all of a sudden, last play of the game, shenanigans happen, and boom, they push. But you said it best, man. On to Green Bay. Green yeah. Bay comes out to Santa Clara. Sunday night football. I fully expect Levi Stadium to be rocking all over again. It's been loud the last – it's been loud all year. Yeah. 
Team wins. Fans show up. They're loud. Uh, it's on a Green Bay, man. There's not a whole lot else to say about this game. Nine and one. Yeah. First place in the NFC. Just one game at a time on to Green Bay. Yeah, on to Green Bay, man. Aaron Rodgers coming into town. Um, I think the Niners have the ability to beat that team. I don't. Not, not too much really scares me about them except for their run game, and the Niners need to clean this run game, this run defense up. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. um, coming up in the preview episode. We have a, a really big guest. We're working out the schedule details on that, but we'll announce that later on in the week um, who's, who we're going to be talking to for this Green Bay game. Um, but Niners are 9-1. Um, share your thoughts on the game in the on uh, with us on Twitter or and you know you know you guys know what to do subscribe rate review to um, to the podcast and all your all your um, podcast platforms follow us on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast you can follow me on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore although my mentions are on fire because I say what I said earlier and it keeps going <laughs> but it is what it is I respond to everybody for the most part as long as you're not ignorant or, or you know being stupid um, then you can follow my guy Matt <laughs> at Matt at Matt Bar, at, sorry, it's on you. Go ahead. Oh, you take you steal my thumbnail. <laughs> at Matt Bar underscore. Yeah, and uh, you know Matt's a big deal now. He's on he's on California radio. He's doing his thing. Mm. Um, and uh, shout out to all the fans, man. Everyone who listens in, tunes in. We appreciate you. You know we're here to discuss and chat and have you know meaningful conversations. And uh, on to Green Bay, man. Until then, go Niners. Peace. Me 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 me, but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you... The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.